few weeks, we've been transitioning from being a Facebook live stream show uh, to kind of being a mixed media idea of this content and doing a lot of podcasting. So what you're about to hear is an episode that was still done when we were streaming primarily and that sort of thing. So some of the language might seem a little bit different, but thank you so much for digging the Bible is Metal. If you could do a couple of things for us that would be tremendous for this show is this. Number one is this, wherever you're listening, do us a favor and review and rate the podcast. That is a fantastic way for us to just be found by more people. You can also find the show notes at thebibleismetal.live with the YouTube videos, the conversations, as well as the audio associated here. Plus, whatever links and stuff just might be helpful for that. So thanks so much for being part of the Bible is Metal community. We have a lot of fun with it. It's super cool to be able to do this and share this content with you because we're having a lot of fun. If you can't tell, Judges is a pretty awesome book. So with that, I'm just going to get done with all the talking and the filling and that sort of stuff. And we're going to jump into the next episode of The Bible is Metal. I really wish that there was a cool thong for Samson like there was for Gideon. All right, a little too far back. It's Gideon. Yeah. <laughs> it's for Gideon. I bet we can find one. There's a really. I showed you the cover to that Earth record that's yeah. based off the Samson yeah. story, um, which is pretty cool. So I'd say that counts. That's that counts. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that definitely. Yeah. So counts. welcome to the Bible is metal. <laughs> I'm Chad. Got Graham here. Hello. We're here for Samson. Yes. Finally. 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 So earlier in the season, we were live streaming these episodes. We're pre-recording them now, but doing them live. So we're in the comments if you want to come and hang out and talk in the comments. But thanks for coming to hang out. The Bible is metal. Yeah, We've been doing the book of you. Judges for months now. We're almost done. Do you realize that? I know. We're we're on the downward slide. We've got two stories after Samson. Yep, that's it. We've got the, the Levite and all that kind of craziness. Yeah. And then we have that whole story at the back half. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, can't, no, no, I'm talking about can't, that. That's yeah. the, the only thing I'll say about that. So that's the passage that both Ma- Meredith, my wife, and Allison Sauls, who's a pastor here a few years back, told me <laughs> I was not allowed to preach. And to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, one of the reasons I want to do the Bible as metal is to talk about that just story. Just to talk about that. That story. Like, this is just all the introduction <laughs> to that. That's what yeah, this whole we've been introducing for three months this <laughs> last quarter of Judges that Chad's not allowed to preach. But oh, we, man. we've been stoked for Samson for a while, though. Put this right here. Now, this is a long story. Uh, I don't want everybody to be hearing me flipping through a Bible the whole time, so I'm going to be scrolling. All right, I've got the old Bible app. Yeah, and we're only doing the first half of Samson. Yeah, we're only doing the first half. I, it might not even be the first half, really. Uh, yeah, it's, we're, it's we're, a little bit less. We're breaking it up. We'll just say that yeah, much. Yeah, because it's long. It's long. If I stumble over my words here, bear with me. Uh, but here we go. So... Right now, the Israelites are under the rule of the Philistines, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, cool. for 40 years. For 40 years, okay. They're under the rule of the Philistines, and basically there are these there are these people, all right? And they're, what are their names? Zorah. There is, oh, no, no, Man, uh, Manoah, and his wife is not named. Well, there we go. That's why I couldn't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> so his wife. There's, did you say Zora? Yeah. No, no, he's, he's a man of Zora, man of Zora, of the tribe of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. Okay, so Manoah's wife can't have children, all right? And um, this happens a lot in the Bible. Basically, she says to the Lord, if you give me a child, he will be all yours. And I'm looking. We talked about this. We were eating lunch before we did this. I was looking. She didn't ask. The angels just She didn't ask? No, no, the angels just showed up for them. 
never mind. It just came up and said, look, you're having a kid, all right? Imagine that. So anyways, so that happens, and she's like, this this is crazy. And so she goes and tells her husband. She's, you know, full of joy, obviously, because they wanted a kid. And um, basically, she doesn't know it's an angel yet. So she goes and tells the husband. They're all excited and stuff. And so while she's out working the fields one day, the angel comes back, and she says, Wait here, and I will come sacrifice a goat to you, which is kind of weird if she didn't know. Well, they tried to feed him first. So yeah. He wouldn't take it as food, okay. but he said make a sacrifice. Okay, okay. So she goes and brings a goat, and she brings her husband. All right, she's I got to go tell my husband, wait here. So they come, and they ask for more instructions as to like what to do with the kid. And the angel basically says, you must not cut his hair. That's some serious foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You must not cut his hair. Do anything you want. Just don't cut his hair. Not literally do anything you want, but you know what I mean. So they basically say, okay, they take a, what kind of vow was it? Nazarite. A Nazarite vow. That sounds really, really metal. If you ask me. Like, it sounds like some kind of vow you don't Yeah, but break. Nazareth was not that good of a metal band. You ever heard of Nazareth? Okay. Love Hurts? Mm, you're right. I was so mad when Love Hurts was on... <laughs> I think it was the, the Dazed and Confused soundtrack, and I got really? mad. I was like, y'all wasted. Like, back when CDs had minutes, it's like, y'all wasted four and a half minutes on Not a Good Song. I hate on Nazareth, man. <laughs> I hate on Nazareth. <laughs> <laughs> so they took a Nazarite vow to never cut his hair, and um, that's pretty much the only instructions they were given. So the Nazarite vow is they, you're not to cut your hair. I'm going to talk more about the Nazarite vow when I talk, but to not cut your hair, to not eat or drink anything that comes from grapes. They did say that. And to not touch a dead body. It's like that's the three things of a Nazarite vow. Okay. So. So that's the vow they took for him, right? For him, not for, okay. So cool. So now you've got all that and Samson's born. Uh, she named him Samson. It wasn't the, the angels doing. And, um... You know, nothing really happens. He has random spurts of, like, kind of strong things that happen, but nothing crazy yet. So, basically, when he comes of age, he decides he wants a Philistine wife. What was her name? I got to remember. I uh, terrible with names. I'm looking right here. I don't know if she was named. She might not have been named. She's not. I don't think, which, that right there is an interesting hint in this story. So, his mother's not named, and the first wife is not named. One of them is. <laughs> one of them is Well, named. one of them down the line gets named. So. <laughs> so he decides, I want a Philistine wife. And his father, of course, is like, why would you want to do this? They're our enemies. They've been ruling over us for like 40 years now. I mean, it's just completely insane. And uh, he says, no, I, I don't. I, I want a Philistine wife. Little did they know it was God trying to get all this stuff, the powder keg, and just set off. Okay. Literally. I mean, that's what this was. It was just the spark. All right. So they go and they get his wife. And on the way there, a lion attacks Samson. This is the first crazy thing. God sends him strength and he rips the lion apart by the jaws with his bare hands, with the power of God's strength. I mean, literally just rips it apart. I mean, like, I just imagine like two pieces of lion just flying. <laughs> that rhymes. Two too. pieces of lion flying. That's a t-shirt. Yeah, I, that's the Bible's metal t-shirt. Bible's metal two t-shirt. pieces of lion flying. And so he doesn't tell his parents for some reason. I don't know why. What? Why do you think he did that? Or are we going to talk about this later? I don't know. I'm not going to talk about. It. Well, I'm going to talk about stuff, but I don't know if I'm going to talk about that specific. So he doesn't tell his parents. Goes and get his wife. 
And, you know, it obviously takes a while to go to these places because they don't have cars, right? So on the way back, he finds that bees have made a hive in the lion's carcass and made honey. So he takes the honey out and he eats it. I mean, this guy's a total, I mean, just... Just metal. Yeah, just metal, man. So he comes back and he basically, while his father is planning the wedding, I got that thing wrong while we were talking at lunch. Yeah. He basically tells all these people a riddle. He has a riddle for him. I really need to find that riddle. I got it right here. You got it right here? Yeah. Um, so this is, so this is, so this is during the wedding feast this happens. During the and wedding The feast. wedding feast lasts seven days. Okay. So, long party. Yeah. But here's the riddle. Uh, out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. Yeah. I can't believe he came up with that. He's an artsy guy, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Really, he's a I mean, jack of all trades. I wish my Hebrew was good enough to read that in Hebrew because it might sound even cooler. But my <laughs> Hebrew's not that good anymore. Yeah, I don't think we need some Hebrew accents yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, anyways, anyways. So um, he basically promises them, we'll exchange wealth. He really means, like, clothes, but, like, that pretty much means wealth back yeah, then. Yeah, it's like these, these changes yeah. of clothing. Like, I will give them, like, 30 pairs of clothes, basically. Yeah. Right? Around yeah. 30. And so... They sit there just pondering on it all week, and then they get they eventually just get so mad that they come up to his wife and they say, "If you don't tell us the the riddle, you don't tell us the, you don't solve the riddle for us, we're gonna kill y'all. Like we're gonna burn your family. Yeah, we're gonna house straight down. up just just destroy everything. Yeah. And so she goes up to Samson, and she it literally says that she nagged him <laughs> until he finally told her the answer. And so he tells her the answer. <clears throat> Obviously, it's him. what is sweeter than the men of the city came to him and said, "What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion?" And he's obviously talking about when he ate the honey out of the lion. Yeah. So she goes and tells them, and then they come back to Samson. So, oh, we figured it out, ha ha ha! And they tell him, and Samson says he's all mad. He's like, "If you hadn't have," literally, he literally called his wife a heifer. If you hadn't have plowed my heifer to tell to tell you this the, these things, then none of this would happen. You wouldn't have solved it. So. Deal's a deal. He decides to go and kill 30 people to get those 30 clothes. I mean, he just goes down there, and he literally just casually kills 30 people. I mean, just like that. I mean, yeah. And he gives them the clothes. <laughs> so basically, this is, the, this is the spark that sets off just everything, right? Yeah. So now you've got the Philistines super mad, obviously. They're going through, and they're trying to get revenge. They're looking for Samson. They're going through here, and they're destroying crops, destroying all this stuff. And the, Israel, the Israelites are like, why are you doing this? And he says, we are looking for Samson. Well, you've got, no, you're, you're forgetting the part where, so you, you pretty much got it to where he, after this whole nine yards happens, like it's like his marriage falls apart. Like He never takes his wife home. Yeah. Remember? And so he goes right. back to his father-in-law's house right. to find his wife because he wants to. I skipped the whole thing there. That's Anyways. Right. Yeah. Where Chad left off, he comes back home to his father-in-law's house, and he's like, where's my wife? And he says, oh, I thought you didn't want her, so I gave her to your brother-in-law. And this is when he decides to get revenge on the Philistines. So what he does is, so basically this is during the time of the harvest. I mean, if you look outside right now, you just see dry corn or the corn's gone. But it's bone dry, obviously. Yeah. And so he gets he catches 300 foxes. I'd like to imagine he did it all at once. He just went to the woods and grabbed them. That's what I'd assume <laughs> happened. And uh, he basically ties them two by two, 
or one by one. Yeah, two so, by two, the tail. Yeah. So he gets like that, and he ties a torch, a lit torch to their tails, and he just sends them off into the wheat fields. And yeah. they, obviously, it's so dry, it just burns down everything. I mean, just everything is destroyed. This is where the Philistines come looking for Samson. My apologies. So the Philistines are now just like going through Israel. They're just beating people up. Like, where is Samson? And the Israelites are like, what is happening? <laughs> you know. Well, they also killed the wife and her father. Yeah. The Philistines did. They they did that too. <laughs> so yeah. they go and they're looking for uh, they're looking for Samson. Now let me find here. I'm sorry. I should have kept scrolling. It's fifteen chapter fi- chapter fifteen verse eleven. Fifteen verse eleven. My bad. My bad. My bad. So three thousand men of Judah went down to get Samson at the cave in the rock of Edom. I don't know why he's at the cave. Is he, like, hiding out? I guess he's just, like, it doesn't seem like he'd be scared, so I guess he's just big chilling. Just doing Samson stuff. Just doing Samson stuff. And they said, don't you, don't, is like, they're like, what are you doing? Don't you realize these people rule over us? And Samson simply says, I only did them what they did to me. So basically, to Samson, giving your wife to the man is the same as burning down your country. Yeah. Literally. I mean, that's, that's what he's saying. And so... Samson, they basically say, the Philistines are going to kill us all, ravage us, if we don't hand you over. And so Samson says, all right, cool, fine. Just tie me up. Don't kill me. Hand me over to them. And they do that. They tie him with, and it's just thick ropes, just to make it even better. They tie thick ropes around his hands, and he's like a prisoner just going over there. When they hand him over to the Philistines, the strength of God comes over him again, and he snaps the ropes like what did it say? Frayed straw or yeah. something. Yeah. And he just snaps it. Flax that has caught fire. A flax that has caught fire. So something really weak. I mean, we're talking like, no, zip tie is really strong. That's, yeah, that's but it's like they, they caught fire, though. I mean, yeah. that, by mel- the, the flax that has caught fire, which is a wheat, and his bonds melted off his hands. It's <laughs> crazy stuff. And he takes the jawbone of a donkey and kills all of them. Yeah, 1,000. 1,000 people with the jawbone of a donkey. It's crazy. Yeah, and so, yeah, it, says it finishes off. After, he was, after, after this, he was very thirsty. <laughs> he called upon the Lord, said, You've granted this great salvation by the hand of your servant. I shall, now, shall I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? And God split open the hollow place that lay high, and the water came out from it, and he drank. His spirit returned, and he was revived. And, uh, and, and he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines for 20 years. Crazy stuff. So, okay. <laughs> this is where the rubber meets the road. Definitely. So the Samson story, and that's I was talking to uh, Graham earlier, I told him. So up until this point in time, you know, in Judges, those first couple of Judges we talked about, that you saw high moral character. Yeah, like a good people. Like a deep reliance on God, all this kind of stuff. And you start to see the trajectory trace downward. And last week with Jephthah, you know, there was the weird brokering things with God, so his daughter ended up never getting married, never having children, breaking his family line. There was some moral questioning there. Definitely. But Jephthah was still, like, a good person. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Samson, this is where you start (laughs) having a hard time. Like, there's just, there's so much moral suspicion. In the Samson story. Yeah. <laughs> and it just gets you into this situation. So a couple of things going on. First of all, the Philistines. Um, this is These people showed up like out of nowhere. 
Okay. Okay. So you remember the whole, we've, every time, every episode we talk about how this whole area is just in crisis right now. There's a, a vacuum of power. All sorts of people are doing all sorts of stuff. Um, in the archaeological record, there's a group of people that probably come from Greece, like Cyprus or an island in the Mediterranean. They call Always. them, and they, they call them yeah. the sea people. The sea people. And they show up <laughs> at the on the coastline of Palestine, of Canaan, at this point mm-hmm. in time. And if you look at Bible maps, that kind of things, like the Philistines, like say, stay on this coast. Okay. And so what you really see is the Philistines are this group of people who, like, imagine, like, Mediterranean Vikings. Okay. Like, vacuum of power. Hey, let's go. Yeah, let's go over here. Try let's, to control yeah. trade. At this point in time, like, a, a lot of people did not do the ocean. And so the fact that they like did the ocean and had boats and stuff like that, that automatically like raised them up. They're like pirates. It, yeah, they are. I mean they're kinda of like this weird like pirate, <laughs> Viking like thing. So they show up and then they begin oppressing the Israelites. So the Philistines are a kind of new a new thing yeah. that's going on. So just interesting things. So every time in the Bible that we find someone barren, we find these really, really incredible stories. So you have Samuel. Mm-hmm. This is a prophet. You have um, John the Baptist. You have yeah. that story. You've got Samson. Like whenever you see someone can't have a kid in Scripture, stuff's it's about like, to go down. Stuff's about to go down. <laughs> but this angel shows up. They're not asking. It's a very different yeah. setup of a story. Mm-hmm. And just shows up and said, "Hey, you're going to have a son. He's going to be a Nazarite. He's going to take this vow. Like all the all this kind of things." And the wife is just amazed. I tells the husband, "It's like the guy shows back up." Come tell me. And so God shows back up. They go get, and they're, they're so happy, they want to they want to feed him. And that's where they realize this is not just a man. This is an angelic visitation. And he's like, no, just make a sacrifice for me. And I, I have this, like, in my Bible marked. It's like, this is this is a different story. Like, it is a real, it's just weird. Like, even weirder than normal. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't, this is to me, and like, I didn't get the chance to, to kind of go into, like, the research stuff. This story doesn't sound like judges to me right here. And so like, I'm wondering, like super nerdy Bible stuff, uh-huh. like why does this not sound like judges? Um, but you see this, this fear of them, like is, is, is God doing this thing for us? Like there's tons of just questioning with Manoah and his wife back, what's going on? Absolutely. Like what's just going on here? And then I'm going to pull this up. We'll see if you can see this. In my Bible... Whenever I'm going to focus this, like wherever I have green underlined, what I'm doing a lot of times is I'm tracing like where are there are parts of the story where like there's dots being connected. And what you begin to see with Samson is there's a lot of these in the spirit of the Lord. So even though he's morally suspicious mm-hmm. at best, at best, you yeah. see this whole, and, and, this, and this, this spirit of the Lord thing shows up at other places in Judges. This idea of like the power of God is resting on him. And so you've got the whole story about Samson and wanting the, the Philistine wife. Uh, he's saying, I'm disregarding the laws of God. Now, there's also an interesting thing that this Nazarite vow is not normally something is taking it's very rare for people to take this for their whole life. Now, oddly enough, I just realized something. What? So, Samuel was also a Nazarite. Another one of these stories of, mm-hmm. like, angelic visitation, you're not going to have a kid. John the Baptist. He was also a... Sounds like, he sounds a lot like a Nazarite when you read... 
So I'm wondering, okay, this is me. Like you're seeing my light bulbs go off in my head as this goes on. I'm like, hold on a second. Now I'm going to go back tonight and study is yeah. every single person in the Bible who takes a lifetime Nazarite vow, were they also born in one of these barrenness situations? So like, if you think the Bible's boring, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. just like, that's why, that's why I do my whole green underline thing. It's like all these little, little dot connection things. Um, and so it's no, no wine, no strong drink. Um, it's all about setting him apart. Like the idea of being a Nazarite is you are made holy unto things. Now, a lot of people would take a temporary Nazarite vow. We see Paul doing things in the book of Acts, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. It, it, so somebody taking a 30-day Nazarite vow was not uncommon whatsoever at all. And you go to the temple and then you shave your head, you burn the hair as part of the sacrifice, you bring in a goat, like that kind of a thing. Like it was something that people would do to separate themselves for God for a specific reason. Normally they were seeking something, they were trying to find out something. So the Nazarite vow is not a weird thing. The lifelong Nazarite vow is interesting. And what you see Samson doing his entire life is neglecting his set apartness. Because that's what the Cayman say. You are to be set apart. And you see Samson continually neglecting and like barely riding the line of breaking his Nazarite vow. Like some commentators would talk about how the Nazarite vow was not all alcohol, it was just wine. Now right here it says, it says strong drink, and that's that strong drink is not wine. And so there's different stuff there, but he's just he's just skirting uh, this aside. You know, in the whole marriage thing, we also see with his parents as a failure of their own nerve to control Samson. Saying, so, you, know, you gave us to us, you we, you were given to us, you were set apart from the very beginning, but you don't see them trying to raise and challenge Samson mm-hmm. in this way. Yeah. So if, if, if this is, is this probably not the first, so like a grown man trying to go get married, this is probably not the first time Samson has gone against this kind of stuff. His parents probably had this conversation with him just constantly. So you see a failure of nerve in Manoah and his wife. Also the fact that these women are not named. It's just interesting. I mean, there's, there's probably stuff you can say about that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not at the point right now where I can say something about that as far as like research and study is concerned. But they're not being named in this story. And I think that's that's a foreshadowing of Delilah. Because like we know Delilah is absolutely going to be named definitely. inside of this. <laughs> um, and so you've, you've just got this. He, they, they won't stand up to him. And Samson says this, Get her for me, for she is right in my eyes. And right there we find that recurring theme we see all throughout Judges. like, And that there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. So in the Samson story, we see someone who has tremendous promise, has been set aside, has been consecrated, but still is just doing what is right in his own eyes. Yep. And that's what he cares about. So you have this... The lion thing is just metal. It's just crazy. It's just, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, now you see right there again, though, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. Mm-hmm. So something about killing that lion is part of the story in an important way because you look at where are all the places the spirit of the Lord rushed upon Samson. So if in some way, somehow the text is marking that lion killing as an action of deliverance. So it might have been an action of showing power. This is the first time you see Samson like show the power of crazy. God. Yeah. And so you have that inside of there. You get the back and forth that's going on with the companions. Um, it's, 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 it, what you really have here is 
he goes to this wedding, he goes to this, this seven-day festival, and they bring him 30 companions. What that means is he didn't have anybody on his own to come to his own wedding. So it's like, you know, you have the groomsmen and the bridesmaids. Yeah. It's like he didn't have any groomsmen. Oh. So either the Israelites are mad at him for going and doing this, or he's already ostracized himself. Because you see Samson acting totally alone throughout this entire story. Oh, There's yeah. no relationships. There's no friendships and that kind of stuff. Um, so they gave him 30 men to stand with him, to be his companions at the wedding. And that's who starts this thing. And you almost see an animosity as though they aren't happy that this that this Philistine girl is marrying a, a an Israelite, like, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? And so there's that, there's the back and forth with the whole riddles, and it's like, it might be wedding customs, but there's there's clearly, like, cultural frustration yeah. that's going on between the two of them, and, and and this is where this just kind of gets pulls out, and then, like, yet again, you see the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. He went down to Ashkelon, struck down 30, and I think Ashkelon was one of the major cities of the Philistines. And so, like, he did just go to, like, some, like, backwater town with a a flashing yeah. yellow light. Like he went to the big city, yeah. killed thirty people, stripped them naked, and brought in it's for so some odd reason their underwear and their and their clothes. Like he's like, yeah, let me that. This was this this deal we had. And it was a form of currency, but like just this disdain for life whatsoever at all. And so you see, obviously, there's going to be a breaking between uh, what's going on here. And I imagine, like you know, you're not going to kill thirty people, steal their clothes, and the clothes don't have blood on them. Like yeah. literally, like uh-huh. so, that something has happened between when all this goes on. And like, you know, have you ever seen bees build a hive anywhere? Yeah, like it takes a while though. Yeah, yeah. So like it's you tell, like there's there's some like this yeah, chapter this is, yeah, has some distance yeah, between. Some distance between. So you have verse fifteen come up. He goes to his father-in-law's house. He still wants his marital rights. With his wife is like, oh no, I gave her to one of these thirty guys because you didn't have any friends to come stand with you. Like, you're so broken in your relationships, you didn't have anybody. So I gave her, because clearly you didn't want her. But the whole not being named thing again, it's just, it's just, this is a great story to learn about patterns in the Bible, because there's so much just repeatable yeah, patterns. Yeah, there's a lot of just, just over and over and over. Um, and so you see, they came, uh, they, uh, he did the whole fox thing. I mean, this is a strong, I have it in my Bible right here. This is, this is a strong story of revenge and reaction. That's just part of Samson's life. Um, and they kill, uh, they, they burn his wife and her father uh, with fire, which is exactly what they say they were going to do if she didn't tell them what the riddle was. So they follow through on mm. that uh, right there. Um, and it says, this is what you do. I swear I will be avenged upon you, and after that I will quit. So he says he's going to be done. Uh, it said he struck them hip and thigh with a great blow, and he went down and stayed at the cleft of the rock of Etam. So he, like, I mean, physically beats them mm-hmm. to death. And that's when you see the Philistine stuff come out. They go against Judah, who's always strong. And then here you have more repetition inside the Lord's for yeah. Samson. They say, we've come to bind Samson. There's some more foreshadowing there yeah. with the Delilah story. Yeah. This idea of, of binding him. Like this binding gets repeated uh, in verse 10. It gets repeated in verse 12. Uh, it gets repeated in verse 13 twice. Um I mean, just kind of over and over and over. And it's also the detail in verse 13 about the new ropes. That another more, there's so much Delilah foreshadowing there, in this yeah. piece that's right here. Then yet again, you see the spirit of the Lord. Uh, now, this idea of binding in Hebrew, what this really means is to imprison. 
in case they're seeking to contain, mm -hmm. to stop all this sort of thing. Um, but the ropes, like, it's like almost like magic just disappear underneath his own strength. You've got him reacting yet again. He said he'd be done, but now he's reacting yet again. The fresh jawbone of a donkey put out his hand and took it and then killed a thousand men with a thousand donkey's jawbone. Donkey's like that's, jaw. that's just... And then, and, it goes, and it goes into this weird poetry again with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, I have struck down a thousand men. So you have Samson's weird poetic riddle yeah, yeah. sides, which only show that's that's done now. That doesn't show up again in the Samson story. Um, and then you see the whole thirsty thing, and it's like that, like the guy is just so so narcissistic. I mean, just yeah, all just, he's worried about is everything just, is himself. Yeah, everything is himself, and and so that pattern of judges of you know everyone did what's right in their own eyes, mm -hmm. like Samson. It's the embodiment of it. Is, yeah, that's, he is yeah. the embodiment of this. And this whole story is just what happens when people have just moral collapse. And what's so wild is, you know, we've read Judges already. Yes. This is nothing. It's, it, it's nothing. It, it, it is as much as you yeah. think. You're like, oh, my this goodness. This is crazy. It just gets worse. This is nothing. Yeah. So the second half of the story, like I said, we're at that point in Judges now where things are getting really different and like we're starting to see this larger circling purpose of the book of the story of just what happens when people are completely self-referenced mm -hmm. and that's where that's where uh, you know early on somebody said like you know where, where are we learning about jesus inside of this book like, well it's kind of tough but like where we hit now is this point of self-referencing like what happens when you're consistently self-referenced this is where you get to so. yeah most metal moment of the week is obviously him killing a thousand people with a donkey jaw. Come on, man. man I'm kind of like you. I think the line thing. The line? Hey, that was pretty metal. What was the phrase he used? <sighs> Two pieces of a line flying. Two pieces of a line <laughs> flying. Man, that's, that's solid right there. That pretty, so, that's, that's wild. Yeah. So we're going to jump back on uh, hopefully next week. Yep, hopefully. Finish out the Samson story and then... Just, we're getting to the end. Yeah, we're getting almost there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Chad. This is Graham. Thanks for watching The Bible's Metal, and we will see you next time. So thanks for listening to The Bible is Metal. Make sure to rate and review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this content at. It helps us. It makes things super easy. Also, if you want to communicate with us, you can through the Bible is Metal Live at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and talk about what you want us to talk about. Thanks again for listening.